Hello, welcome back to Unfiltered Sisters podcast. I guess you could kind of say that today is Unfiltered Sister because unfortunately Haley won't be joining today and that is because our schedules just simply could not line up. We just got so much going on here lately that it was just not a thing. We tried to do it virtually for the first time and record and then, you know, Haley's audio didn't record at all, so it sounded like I was talking to myself. So then I had a plan B. I was going to have Eli come in here. We were going to do an episode together, but then our schedules were also not lining up. (laughs) So here I am doing it solo, and we're going to just see how it goes because I feel like this is really awkward talking to myself, but um, I'm going to do my best. So I wanted to start it off with... I haven't had a chance to tell Haley this yet, I don't think, but... I'm officially getting my wisdom teeth removed. I think I mentioned this like hellas ago, but then just kind of ignored it and went on with my life. Well, I, I maybe probably a month ago, my mouth was starting to hurt and I was like, oh God. So then I look in my mouth and the tooth is literally poking through on one side. So I finally believe the dentist. I'm going to do what I'm told to do. And I made the appointment to get all four wisdom teeth removed. And it's actually... I think it's next week, and so that's why I'm bringing it up now, because I'm just like, ugh. So we're gonna have to record before that happens, because I'm, I imagine I'm not gonna want to do anything when that happens, so. If anybody has tips on how to, like, not get dry socket, I think that's what it's- or is it dry pocket? I have no idea. It's something like that. If anybody has tips on how to care for your mouth after wisdom teeth, I'm sure they'll give me some, but, like, personal experience just dm me because i'm low-key a little scared on top of that i said i was busy and that's because i don't know what Haley's got going on i know she went to that tootsie roll concert to see whatever she went to that concert and so other than that i'm not really sure what else she got going on but i know she got something but for me i have my other sister's birthday thing that I set up to go to this week. Her name's Emma. She hasn't been on the podcast yet. I think I'm gonna try to get her on here eventually. But uh, we've got a dinner with her coming up and I got her this, you know what? I don't know if she's gonna listen to this, so I'm not gonna say what I got her, but I know she'll love it. And I'm really excited. We're gonna go get Olive Garden, which is one of our favorite places to go. So I'm excited for that. And then speaking of Emma, I don't know if you guys even care about this, but like me and Haley have talked about how we get really bad nightmares a lot. And the other day I had a dream, not not a dream. I, I have a habit of calling a nightmare a dream for whatever reason, but I had a nightmare about Emma a few nights ago to the point where I literally woke up in panic. And as I'm getting ready for work, I just kept replaying the nightmare because it wouldn't leave my brain. And I was just bawling my eyes out, like putting mascara on bawling my eyes out so eventually i just took shit off and then went up to eli and just like bawled i i couldn't even i couldn't but basically it the the memory of it is like fading because it's been a few days now but the main thing i remember is i was like trying to run away from some bad dude and then like we bopped him in the head and i'm trying to say this without it being like a trigger warning type thing but um He's deceased. And then, (laughs) um, 
So he was gone, and then I was running away from something else, and then my cousins popped up, and it was just such a weird nightmare, but then Emma was in there too, and we're running running away in the streets, and then all of a sudden, I don't know why, I don't remember why I was supposed to do this, but I just knew that I had to hurt Emma, and it broke my heart, but I, I seriously can't remember why it was so important that she had to go too, but it, oh my gosh, every time I think about it, I just like freak the fuck out but basically i had to bop her in the head too and then it didn't work and it was so sad and this is what's engraved in my brain she just simply looked up at me smiled and said i love you maya and gave me a hug and i'm just like how cruel is that like i just bopped you in the head and i'm not trying to make this sound funny because i was terrified but it's just like that's engraved in my brain and it oh my gosh i just miss her and i'm excited to see her and i <laughs> I never want something like that to happen. And I don't know why I had a nightmare like that, but oh my God, it was gruesome and stuck in me, it stuck to me till today. Like, what is it? I'm recording, I'm recording last minute. Uh, it is currently September 5th, so Tuesday, and the episode releases in two hours. So, um, and this happened, what? I, I think it happened maybe Saturday. So it's been sticking with me all these days now and i'm just like oh my god i need to see her i need to hug her i need to know that she's cool because oh that was rough but it's especially rough because you know i know y'all think i'm crazy and i know how it sounds but how i think i got some type of psychic ability type thing i'm not playing with y'all i think i sound so crazy because that's how i feel about certain psychics i've always wanted to go see one just to know like what my future holds type thing but it's so hard for me to find somebody that looks legit you know and so I, trust me i know how it looks when i say i think i might have the ability i don't <laughs> i think it'd be really cool but it's just there's too many things that i think of and then within three or four days the exact thing happens or like the I, man i wish eli or Haley was with me right now because there's so many events that have happened where we're both like what and then it turns out to be true like trying to think of the most recent example oh so i was listening to one of my podcasts that i listen to on a weekly basis it's called the unplanned podcast and for those of you don't know it's basically a podcast about currently it's about pregnancy because she just had a baby and all this so they're talking about pregnancy and you know, just basically their lives. So it's got nothing to do with psychics or any, like, what I'm trying to say is it was a regular day for me. And I woke up that morning thinking about WPW syndrome. And I'll get into that in a minute. But I went up to Eli that morning and I was like, I don't know why, but WPW syndrome is stuck in my head and I feel fine. And that's because I, uh, I think it was 2022. That was last year, right? I'm pretty sure that was last year. Yeah. Yeah, because we're in 2023. So January 2022, I was in the hospital for a few days because I was having a really bad heart pain and I was just so breathless, like I couldn't catch my breath. And I had a stinging pain in my chest. And so there's heart attacks that run in the family, yada, yada, yada. So went to the hospital because it just wouldn't go away. It lasted for weeks. And... um when I got there, they were doing the EKG and hooking me up to all these things. And then they found out I had WPW syndrome. And so it was so weird to me because 
we like figured it out i'm like on a medication for it and like all the things like it's been taken care of it's not as bad and so every once in a while i'll get like an episode but then i know i know the ways to like calm it down and like basically just like get over it so anyways that's why when i woke up the other day all i could kept thinking about i kept repeating wpw syndrome in my head multiple times and i'm just like why the fuck is this like syndrome being repeated in my head like i was annoying myself basically and so i went up to eli i was like it's so weird like it's stuck in my head but yet i feel fine like i don't feel like an episode's coming on or anything like that like i feel fine and it's been a long time where it's like been so painful i felt like i needed to go back to the doctor you know so I was really confused and I told Eli, I was like, mark my words, every time a word gets stuck in my head, something related to it happens within a few days. And he, he's been the same way. Like, he probably think, he, he's been thinking I'm crazy just as much as you guys probably do. But I was like, keep that in, keep that in your head. Like, WPW, WPW syndrome, like, it's sticking with me for some reason. And I kid you fucking not. Later that day, I'm listening to the Matt and Abby podcast, their most recent episode. They have a guest. So this is an even more crazy thing because not only was it just like my regular podcast that I listened to, but they had a guest, a guest that I never would have heard of any other way other than their podcast. It just so happened to be the same day that one, one of the guests on their show this past week at the very end like i'm talking like the last 10 minutes of their episode they start talking about wpw syndrome and i was just like oh my fuck when i tell you i was in the bathroom crying because like out of like happiness i was like i'm not fucking crazy like i'm telling y'all like i got some type of ability like (laughs) and i think this is the very first time like i immediately started texting eli i made him listen to the episode I was like, I'm not fucking crazy. Like, I'm telling you, the universe speaks to me. I know that sounds so psychotic, but I'm being serious. And I think that exact moment was the one time Eli thought that I actually might have some type of, like, psychic thing. Because he just kind of had the same reaction. I was flabbergasted, okay? And I think now he believes me, like... I wish he, he I could get him in here and he would vouch for me. Next episode, mark my words, I will bring it up and he'll tell y'all that he believes me. Well, I'm not going to make him say it. You know what I mean. But I'm not crazy. And so I know how good it made me feel knowing that I wasn't crazy. Not only because of the psychic thing, but also because WPW syndrome, aka Wolf Parkinson's White syndrome, It's so rare, you guys. That's why I was really starting to feel crazy. Like, okay, we're past the psychic part now. Now we're talking about WPW because for the ever since I got diagnosed, it's so rare that nobody knows about it. Nobody ever hears about it. Nobody knows anything about it. And when I started telling people like, yeah, I got diagnosed with this, I was getting dirty looks as if I had made it up. They were telling me that it wasn't a real thing. Like, Basically that the pain I feel in my chest was not what they diagnosed me with. Like they just, basically what I'm saying is they didn't believe me. And so I had been convincing myself almost two years now that I've been exaggerating the feelings that I have. So I've been ignoring my body and what it's telling me because I don't want to be a hypochondriac. I hate people that are like that. And so I try so hard not to be like that. I try to 
I don't know. I've just been ignoring. Anytime I get a little inkling of an episode, I just ignore it and move on. Like it got to the point where I stopped telling Eli because I didn't want to be annoying. Because you, when you physically look at me, I look normal, right? Or whatever you would think is normal. And so you would never think that I had a heart condition. And so I think that's why a lot of people find it hard to believe, especially because I'm only 20 and was diagnosed at 19. And so I, I don't know, it felt so good to hear that somebody else had the disease and like was talking about it. it. It just made me feel so much less crazy because I was like, okay, so what I'm feeling is not fake. It is real and it is in fact a thing. So I don't know, it just felt so good. And so I thought I'd talk about it just a little bit on here because since it made me feel so good, I was kind of like, okay, maybe, I know it's such a cliche, like I can help someone. I just want people to feel normal when they're on this podcast and that's why I act like a weirdo and I, I like, I don't know, kind of rambling a little bit. I just, it felt so good to hear that somebody else had what I had and has gone through what I've gone through. So I just kind of want to like let people know what it is and I don't know, maybe somebody else out there has it and we can all kind of like bond over it. I just don't want people to feel like they're a hypochondriac, like how I felt all these years. So I just kind of wanted to talk about just a bit. So it's Wolf-Parkinson's-White syndrome. And basically you have an extra electrical pathway in your heart. So it's between the upper and lower chambers. And so it it's like triggered by laborious activity. So like When I went to the cardiologist, he was telling me, like, don't work yourself up too much. Like, it's also connected to anxiety. And I don't know if I have anxiety for that reason or just, like, things in my past that I've gone through. Or maybe even a mix. But it it has been proven that anxiety is related to WPW because what WPW does is when you're having a a so-called episode your heart starts beating so fast. Like I'm telling you, I could be watching TV and my heart will go so fast. And I've tested it before. The cardiologist has tested it. Like it's it's real. You'll, your resting rate is like not supposed to be over 100. And when you have WPW, it can go anywhere between 120 beats per minute. And that's so fast. Like basically your heart is working overtime and it makes you start to feel anxious and out of breath. Like, I don't know if you can tell, I try to hide it very well because I don't want to be like the whole woe is me thing. But when I talk a lot or a little too fast, I get really breathless. And that's kind of like, it's starting to come out a little bit right now. But um, that's part of WPW. So your heart beats super duper fast out of nowhere. Like you could literally be watching movies all day long, not moving a muscle. And all of a sudden your heart will just go crazy. And people get scared about it because if your heart's working that hard, like you could go into a heart attack. Like your heart could just stop. It could be beating so fast that it's just, it can't handle it, you know? Um, And it makes it worse because there is no cure for it. Like it's something you're born with. There isn't anything you do that, creates it or anything like that it's simply just something you're born with and the you know it's kind of like there's no cure but there is a way to get rid of it and that doesn't make sense but an example i can think of is when you have cancer there's no cure for cancer but you can get rid of cancer by going through radiation or getting it surgically removed whatever and so what the cardiologist told me and the er 
people were telling me was that if I really wanted this syndrome to go away, they can go, they can make an incision in your neck and then they'll take their equipment down your neck to your heart and they will burn off the extra pathway. And it sounds, I mean, I've never gone through it, but it sounds a lot more painful than it is, is what they told me. I'm just a little scared of them like botching going down my neck and stuff. Like I would hate for them to fuck up something else, you know? And also I don't really want a scar in my neck, but they say it's super like non-invasive. I just kind of deal with it at the moment. Um, obviously, I on the podcast that I was listening to that on the Unplanned podcast, when she was talking about it, she's, she's pregnant right now. So she said that it's worse with pregnancy and that her OBGYN was like kind of concerned about it, like basically telling her don't go on hikes, don't go running, don't do anything that'll get your heart rate up because you don't want to be stressing your body out basically. And that makes total sense to me. And I didn't even, like, it didn't even dawn on me when I got diagnosed that I would be, like, high risk for pregnancy. I don't know. It's just so crazy to me. And I just, like, wanted to share what it was. There were some tips that the doctor has told me before to kind of, like, settle an episode. Because when you have an episode and your heart's racing that fast when you're resting... If it's longer than three minutes or 10 minutes, like 10 minutes is probably the max, and then you should get concerned. If your heart's still racing crazy after 10 minutes, then you need to go to the hospital. And that's what the doctors have told me. That's what the doctors told the other lady on a different podcast. Like, that's why it's, it's super rare, which is why I was so stunned. There's only 20,000 people in the U.S. that have this. So it's so rare, and I think that's why people had a harder time believing me. But, um, man, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? <laughs> um, so this is when it would be better for Haley to be here. So she can be like, oh, you were talking about this. Oh, right. So some tips that the doctors have told me and this pregnant lady that was on the podcast as a guest. They say that when you're having those episodes, then you can put ice cubes on your wrist to calm yourself down. Or you basically need to do a headstand. And I'm, I can't remember why they said that helps. I'll have to do some research and maybe I'll like share it on Instagram or something like that if y'all are interested. But it's so you calm the fuck down. And that's why sometimes like my job is not a hard job. Let me say that. Like I'm a personal shopper at a grocery store. It's not difficult. But when you're shopping for other people 40 hours a week, I'm not going to lie sometimes when an episode appears, I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I just want to sit down, but you can't, you know, because my job is to walk all day long, especially when it's super hot outside because hypoglycemic runs in the family as well. I've never been personally diagnosed, but I remember at a softball game when I was still in softball, I literally fainted on the field and my mom was scared shitless. Like, I, like all I could see was flashing black. Like, I could not see. I was basically about to pass out. And that's from hypoglycemia. And I haven't been diagnosed because it hasn't, something like that hasn't happened since then. But my hands start shaking and it's like low sugar basically. But when I'm not doing the shopping part and I'm the one dispensing the orders to the cars, and when I'm in the heat and I get a headache and I'm hungry, like it's just a really bad mix and I start to get the shakes. And then on top of that, I got WPW. So, the same time, if I'm running back and forth, 
for hours, my heart is going crazy and then my hands are shaking. And I never complain about it, you know, because that's my job. I need money. And I'm not about to be the woe is me, like I said. But sometimes it is kind of difficult. And so sometimes I think about that and I'm just like, man, I kind of got to find, if I'm going to find a career, I need to find one that I'm not doing all this running around. Like it's definitely very important to get your exercise in. And I actually am grateful for the fact that I have a job where I'm walking all day because I can get my steps in. But like, I don't know, some days are hard. So anyways, if you do have WPW, definitely go get it checked out. The doctors, you get diagnosed by your EKG. So they basically, they put these little stickers all over your body and then they hook up these little wires to it and then they basically read your heart rate. And man, I'll have to like show pictures somehow on here, maybe on the Facebook group, but it's like a normal EKG and then mine, there's like an extra jump in there basically. Even if I'm not having an episode, it's just how my heart is. So you know how when the doctors put the little thing on your chest to check for your heartbeat and they can usually tell that there's like a heart murmur or something, they would be able to hear the extra beat is what I'm trying to say. So it's actually more serious than what people wanted to act like when I said it. Um, And I just kind of wanted to like let people be aware of it even though it is so rare, just because I don't want people to feel like they're a loony. You know what I mean? That's probably way longer than it needed to be, but I just wanted, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty important. I completely forgot that I just went on a whole rampage about WPW. I basically brought that up because since, since all these things keep happening when I think about them, and my like psychic ability, it kind of scared me because I was like, am I about to have like a major episode and end up in the hospital? Because I had that, um, that those words stuck in my head, WPW, WPW, and then it like happened. And so I'm just kind of like, is there something major about to happen? But then also I'm extra scared because I had that nightmare about Emma. And so I'm like, is this dream telling me that like something's gonna happen to Emma? And so I'm just like kind of spooking myself out and I feel crazy. I don't know. I kind of think it would be pretty good since October's coming up. Since I've always wanted to see a psychic too, like me and Haley, maybe we can convince a psychic on here locally that would want to do the podcast with us. It'd be like free advertisement, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know why they turn it down. (laughs) Like, I don't, we don't get paid to podcast. It's simply just a hobby. We like doing it. And so like, we wouldn't be getting paid to do it. She wouldn't get paid yeah you know what I mean like it's just free advertisement and then we get a cool ass episode out of it because I really want to know like am I infertile blah 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 blah. and by the way I still think I'm infertile I don't know man I as soon as I get this these wisdom teeth removed I'm gonna make an appointment for my OB and go get the shit tested because Haley had said oh they've got tests for that blah 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 and I knew that I just meant like an at-home test there's no at-home test which which is what I would prefer because I don't really want people up in my JJ. you know what I mean but I guess I'll do it because I was reading online that like if you're my periods have been 40 to 50 days and between right now I'm on day 48 of my cycle and like still no signs so it freaks me out and what I was seeing online was that that means I'm not ovulating at all 
which scares me even more. So like, I'll make an appointment. I'll keep y'all updated. I just find it hard to believe that as a 20 year old, I would have issues, you know, but I guess it can happen to anyone at any time. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'm just like psyching myself out so much here lately that I'm just like not with it, but um, we will see, time will tell. All right, another topic I kind of wanted to get into, I've already talked to Haley about these things because as I said, we tried to record an episode, like a full on episode, you guys. It was so annoying that it got deleted or didn't work, whatever. So I've already talked to Haley about this and we didn't really want to record and like speak on it again, you know? But um, I wanted to kind of take a look into like the pop culture world and talk about Kourtney Kardashian. I don't know if y'all saw, but her husband, Travis Barker, he literally left his tour to come back to her for like a family emergency. And then there was like pictures of her leaving the hospital. And I don't know, like I really thought maybe she had like had the baby and they didn't want to tell anybody. And that's why he left the con- Like, he was in a whole different country and left his tour to go be with her. So it seemed kind of major. So that's why I thought she was giving birth. But, um, and especially because Kris Jenner, she was posting, like, pictures of Italy and stuff. And so I was, like, she- it was like a photo dump. There was a few pictures of Italy, a few pictures of her other kids. And so I was kind of like, okay, is, like, the pictures of Italy a sign that there's something going on with Courtney? Because, you know, Courtney's whole thing is, like, Italy is my city or whatever. Like, that's where she got married to Travis. So I was like, is that kind of, like, a hint or, like, a soft launch that Courtney's having the baby right now? I don't know. Maybe I was reading into it, but I got really excited. And then I saw today on TikTok that she was leaving the hospital still pregnant and that it was just, like, a pregnancy scare type thing. And so now I'm, like, really curious of like what's going on with her and if the baby's okay because she is high risk she's in her i think middle mid 40s i think she's like 44 45 and so anything after 35 years old is a high risk pregnancy and so now i'm kind of like concerned because they've been wanting this for so long and i'm just like oh my gosh please tell me nothing's going on right now and no i probably sound like so invested into a celebrity's life but like (laughs) i just want everything to be okay and i'm kind of curious if they're gonna put it in the Kardashians, like maybe they're recording right now or filming, not recording, filming right now. Maybe we'll figure it out soon, but I don't know. I hope she's okay. And also another pop culture thing is I don't watch too much YouTube nowadays. I used to watch hella makeup tutorials and stuff like that, but here recently, the one that's really sticking out to me still is James Charles. And uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but he w- we live in Missouri and he posted on TikTok that he was in Missouri. He was in Branson. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You mean to tell me that I could just drive to him right now and get a picture and hang out? Like, I was so amazed. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought a celebrity would come to St. Louis other than like Nelly because he's from here, you know? And so I was half tempted to just drive my happy ass down there and be like, hey sister, like, (laughs) I wanna meet him so bad. And you know, I got kind of sad because on his TikToks he was posting, he was like, I I just got to Missouri and I only got hate crimed one time and I'm so proud of Missouri for that. And he was being dead serious. And I was like, oh my God, is that how people view Missouri? Like, 
not all of us are mean. Like, I completely support you, James. But I was like, oh my gosh. And so that got me thinking. I was like, how how else do people portray Missouri? Like, I know we got a lot of Republicans around here. Don't get me wrong. And I know we got a bunch of, like, Christian whatevers. You know what I'm saying? But, like... He was also, like, dressing country and stuff, which, like, I get. But is that how people view Missouri? A bunch of, like, country bumpkins? Alright, enough of me, like, going on and on and on about stuff probably only me cares about. (laughs) Since I am doing this podcast alone, I was kind of thinking, I was like, okay, what the fuck can I talk about alone? You know, like, I can't sit here and talk to a wall forever. And so I thought hey, like, I'm 20 years old and bought a brand new house without any help other than my husband, of course. Like, we did it our, on, on our own. And so it's kind of like, maybe people are curious about that, especially in this market. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to share how to get a house in your 20s. So let's get into it. Alright, so the first thing me and Eli did, we, again, like, you would think since I'm such a planner and an organized person that I would have planned this podcast, planned to get into a house, but again, we did not. Um, Basically, we had tried to get into a house in 2021, but we were newly 18 and hadn't built up credit yet, so it just, like, wasn't in the cards for us, especially, like, that's when prizes or prices were starting to go up. And so we were scared of those numbers, you know what I mean? And so we just kind of gave up on it and just stayed in the apartment another year. But then after like all the mold and like all the problems we had in the apartment, we had to get the fuck out. And so the, I think, well, when did we move in? I think it was like February through June, we went and lived with Eli's parents until we figured out what else we wanted to do. We planned on being there for a lot longer than like four or five months, but you know, I was seeing one of my good friends, Haley, not my sister, but my friend Haley, she had posted that she had bought a house and she is a little younger than me, not by much, we're talking by like months. And I was like, what? Like she got a house. And so I started bugging her and I was like, how how, did you do that? And she gave me her contacts of like the realtor, the bank, whatever, like the lender. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so for shits and giggles, I was just kind of looking around and I was like, okay. Because mind you, the plan while we lived in his parents' house was to save save as much money as we could so that we could eventually get a house. So we started like paying off the cars more and like doing the things to really set ourselves up to get this house. But at the same time, I was also really jealous. (laughs) That one of my friends had what I had so desperately wanted for a couple years now. And so I was just kind of looking on Zillow just to see like, hey, are these prices going down? Whatever. And I think I looked for maybe like a week and was seriously not finding anything. Like I'm not living in some, like if basically what I'm saying is like, if I'm buying a house and it's a 30 year commitment to pay this bitch off, like I'm going to want something that I'm not, that's basically not going to be a money pit. Like I don't want to move in somewhere and then have to fix this and this and this. But towards the end of the week, I was getting really desperate. Like me and Eli were talking about getting a tiny home, putting it on some land, just living there for a while till we can build our house on the land. Like 
that we were seriously considering it like we contacted this little place in texas that would ship out a tiny home the only problem is is there's like so many regulations in certain counties for owning a tiny home like you can't declare it as like your residence and like then there's an option to stay on a campground and it was just like all these it just felt like a lot of hoops in order to get there and all we simply wanted was just a place to call home you know and um it was just not working out and we were getting really frustrated and we were like we just didn't understand like how it was going to be so hard to get into like we've gotten cars on loans like why was it going to be so hard to get into a house type thing like we were just getting very frustrated and basically just like at that point in our lives we're like what are we going to do with the rest of our lives like what's our plan here we were really trying like we were just really upset like we you know we just want to know where our life's gonna go and we just didn't and so you know, I guess I just wanted to depress myself more and just look at all these houses. So every day I would check on Zillow for more updates on houses. And we were about to settle on all these things. And then there was a a house on some land, maybe like two hours away. And we were like, that's how desperate we were. We were willing to go two, three hours away just to get some land or a house or something. Um... And so we found one, it had land, it had a barn, it was all this. And it was within our price range of what we could afford every month. But the only problem was, is since we had not completely prepped to buy a house, like we didn't have money for a down payment. We had been focusing so much on paying off other things before we started saving heavily for a house that we just didn't have that extra income to give. And... So I like contacted the agent and I was like, hey, like, can we look at this? Because obviously we want to look at it before we even think about trying to buy it. And obviously the market's crazy too. Like most houses you have to do like 20K over asking price and houses alone are already 300K. Like it was crazy. And so we knew we had to get in real fast. And the agent emailed me back and was like, well, because when I asked her, I was like, can we go view this house? Like we're really interested in doing a USDA because... A USDA loan is basically for royal areas. It's so that they can move people out of the city and, like, move the population outwards. You know what I mean? And so we, what you can do is there's an, uh, a website online where you can just simply type in an address and see if it qualifies for a USDA loan. And a USDA loan is basically as long as you qualify, you don't have to put a down payment down. You just... It's zero, zero dollars. You know what I mean? So that's what we were trying to do. And so we contacted her and we were like, we would totally want to check out this house, blah, blah, blah. Like we were interested in doing a USDA loan because that address qualified. And then she got back to me and she was like, "Mm, unfortunately, the seller doesn't want to do USDA loan or something or like for whatever reason, she said, basically, even though the USDA loan was available under that address, she wasn't going to allow it or like it wasn't allowed for whatever reason. So it was basically like another slap in the face of like, oh my fucking God. So we were getting really sad and like just basically wanting to give up. We just like, how hard is it to just find a place to simply live? Like it's so hard out here, you know? And I had been focusing so much of like going north of the state to try to stay by Eli's family and be a little closer. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know anybody south of the state. And so I was kind of like, well, let me check out some houses down there. Like not too far, obviously. Like we 
we kind of like reeled it in and we're like, why don't we look for houses that are closer? Like, let's not do the three hour, two hour route. Let's make our maximum time frame one hour so that we would still be willing to keep the same job and just you know, drive an hour to work because growing up, that's what my parents would do if necessary. Like they would drive an hour. So it wasn't really that big of deal of me deal to me. And also my previous job, it was home healthcare. So I was driving all over the place regardless. And so I was kind of used to driving at least an hour to work, at least for the time being. Cause like I said, I've only got, I graduate next July with my bachelor's degree. So I only have a little bit left with this company. And so my thought was, okay, if I find a house that's an hour away, I do a little bit under a year left of driving an hour to work. And me and Eli work at the same place. So we can also carpool, saving on gas. And we'll do that for a year. And then I'll get my big girl job and won't have to drive an hour anymore. So I was like, that'll, that'll work out. Like that's worth it getting a brand new house, whatever. So I started looking more south of the state within an hour's radius and we came across this brand new neighborhood, new construction. It only had like three people living in there. And we checked it out and we were like, hey, like it's worth giving it a shot. Like we got nothing to lose. So it had, we, we met up with the agent and it was Haley's agent this time, not some random Joe Blow on Zillow. So it was her agent and he was do, like doing really good, like pointing out things I hadn't even thought about taking note of. And we just really liked the house. So we liked that it was new construction, brand new. It came with a warranty, like all these things. And, and like literally in the description was USDA loan approved in the description of the house. And so we were really like, no fucking way. Like this... It's just all coming into place. Like, it's like the universe knew we were giving up on what we so desperately wanted and then just kind of like threw it at us. It was so hard to pass up. And especially with Haley's team that she gave me context to, like, it was just like a match made in heaven. It had everything. The only thing is one thing that we didn't get in this house, but it's like something we can live without. You know what I mean? But ev literally everything else it had what we needed and it was brand new. So we didn't have to worry about like getting new appliances or making sure the electric and plumbing is good and all that. So it was just a match made in heaven. And, you know, with luck, we told our realtor right then and they're like, yeah, we, we want this place. Like after one time looking at it, we were like, we want this place. And so he like drew it all up and we were like, the only catch is we don't have a down payment. So we want a USDA. He was like, okay, perfect. And then I was also like, and we don't really basically saying that we're kind of broke right now. <laughs> and he was like, yep, not a problem. And since he was so confident about it, I was like, holy shit. And so he basically came up with a plan. He's like, not a problem at all. Like, I completely understand with these times. Like, I'll ask the seller to pay for the closing costs. And I was like, no way. Because two years ago, when we tried to make that a thing and ask the seller for closing costs, we kept getting denied because the market was so crazy. And sure enough, it just so happened that because it's a new construction home, like, they were more than happy to do that for us because they had all these new houses that they wanted to sell and get the neighborhood full and like get it really going. And so no questions asked. And there wasn't really competition because if, if somebody bought this house, then there's a house right next door to it looks exactly the same and you can get that house. So it, it, it basically just worked out. 
and it was so crazy. It was ba- literally we were crying when on the phone when we were told that it was accepted. It was literally accepted within an hour. Like, it just really worked out. And so, I say all this to say, if you want to buy a house in your twenties, especially when you're broke, I'm telling you, all in all, me and Eli only spent a thousand dollars to get into this house. Mm, maybe a little over a thousand, and that was by choice. Like when you're making up an offer to the seller for them to buy the house, he, our realtor was like, you should make it more interesting and offer up earnest, an earnest check, which is basically check that you're, a check that you're offering to give right then and there to prove that you have the funds to get into the house. And so we were like, okay, like, we'll just go for it. And we decided on a thousand, like, we'll give them a thousand now. Because at the end, after you close, they give you that money back. If So since our seller was paying for all the closing costs and we had the earnest check on top of it, since he had paid for the closing costs, we no longer needed to bite into our thousand that we gave in the beginning. So we got a check back for it. And so it all just really worked out so... Some of the tips I'd say for somebody trying to buy a house is definitely look for a USDA place. It's probably going to be in the middle of nowhere, but it'll be worth it. And if you're like me and Eli, we don't like the busyness. We like some like very calm environments. And so I would definitely look for something like that. I would look for the new construction because they're trying to sell these houses fast and they're trying to do a good job so that you get the word out and get more people into the neighborhood. So I would definitely do that. One of the main things to get approved is to have good credit, but not only that, but have credit history because one of our main problems when we first started house hunting two years ago was we had good credit, but we only had a few months of credit history. And so you really just kind of got to build your reputation up. And all me and Eli would do was like buy gas on our credit card, pay it all off in full at the end of every month. like. We would not put more than a couple hundreds on our cards and then it just kept building and building and building. Well, that got us approved for a car loan. We worked on that car loan and that built us up even more. And then that was all we did. We rented, so that wasn't on our credit. That that was basically all we did. And after two years went by, like our credit was damn near in the 800s. And so that looked really good, especially for a young couple that's basically unheard of in their eyes. Like every time me and Eli walk into a bank and they see our credit, they're always stunned because people think of younger folks as irresponsible and not committed and just like free balling basically. But when me and Eli walk in at such a young age and we've got such good credit, like they're just always so stunned to speak and like really trying to work with us and like, because they, it basically proves that you're willing to work, you're willing to be responsible, you're, you want to succeed in life. So you're just proving yourself to everybody and then they're willing to cut corners for you or just help you. So definitely build your credit and credit history. And then you'll have to provide proof of income. But I think that's misconstrued because proof of income, a lot of people want to see like up to two, three years of history, right? Well... People get confused. You don't need to have two to three years at the same job. As long as you've been employed for two to three years straight and not like long breaks in between, that's completely fine. Like, let me tell you something. 
I have been working at Walmart for like, th- what was it, three years? I think it was two or three years. And then I went on a leave and started working at a nursing home. And then I quit Walmart and the nursing home to pursue the home health care to like build up my experience in the healthcare field. And that meant I had like three W-2s within one year because I had been working the two at the same time and then a third towards the end of the year. And they didn't even bat an eye. Like they did not care that I had three W-2s or three different jobs. Like they did not give a shit because I had maintained a job. And also I had been at the current job for a few months now. So they just wanted like it obviously looks better if you've been at the same job. Like, Eli's been at the same job for five years now. That looks better, but it's not going to make or break you if you've had multiple jobs. As long as you can maintain the history, you're good. Also, putting money down is always better. Like, even if you do a USDA, there's still an option for you to put money down if you want. It's just no longer a requirement because you're under a different loan. Like, if you were to go with a first home homeowner's loan you have to put like 3.5 down but that's not the case for usda it's an option if you want to put money down it looks better because it looks like you're you have the funds to do this big purchase but it's not required also there's something to keep in mind the interest rates are off the chain there's literally a law that went into effect like right before we bought the house that interest rates are at like seven percent and that number honestly scared us in the beginning because, you know, you hear about all these boomers that have, like, the 3% and that they hold on to that. And that's great for them. But as our realtor and our banker told us, the rates are going to continuously go up and so are house prices. So it's better to lock it in now and get a fixed rate than to wait until it's, like, 11% in a few years. They, I mean, there could be a crash, but they did not seem hopeful for it. They just felt like it was just going to keep going up and up and up. And if it does ever go down, don't even worry about it because you can refinance that shit. Like, don't even worry about it. You might have to pay extra on interest in the beginning, but once you get a few years in, you can knock off the PMI, which is like additional insurance. It's like mortgage insurance. You can knock that off after you pay off some of your house. Then your payment will be lower. And then once you refinance, it'll be even lower. So like, that's always an option too. There was one thing that popped up towards the end of our closing that we didn't know about, which was the survey of the land. It's basically that they mark the property line so you know what's yours and what's your neighbor's. And there was two options. There was a survey where it's just simply, I don't, I can't remember the difference. How it was explained to me was like there's two options and one was a survey where you could build a fence on your land and the other survey was just like the regular like law but like the minimum for the law basically. And so me and Eli obviously tied on cash. We chose the, just like the minimum that you needed to do. And it was, it was like $200 cheaper. So keep that in mind that that's like an extra cost at the end that you'll have to come up with. But that was included in like me and Eli's 1500s that we paid in total. So this is probably one thing that I would regret during the home buying process 
Because I didn't completely know all the details of the process, we chose the cheaper option because we're like, okay, we're not gonna have money for a fence right now. We'll do that in a couple of years. So we don't need a survey for the fence. Cause I didn't know if it like expired or you had to get a new one, whatever, after some time. So I was like, we'll worry about that later. We'll just get what needs to be done right now in order to get into this house. Well, lo and behold, that earnest check that we gave them at the beginning was gonna cover the survey. And so this is money that we already shelled out and I wish we would have known that before. I thought it was gonna be an additional cost, not something that we, I didn't know they were gonna take from our earnest check basically. Otherwise I would have gotten the survey that includes the fencing flags or whatever, but it's not that big of a deal. We'll just have to do it at a later time, but I would definitely keep that in mind. Another thing, in order to get approved for the USDA loan, you have to make sure one of the biggest things is that your debt to income ratio is in over 40% of your total income. So that just means that you can't have almost more than half of your income. Like, man, I'm trying to think of an example. So like, if you only make $2,000 a month total, but you have a car that you have to pay, I don't, this is so hypothetical, this is probably a bad example, but if you only make $2,000 a month and then the amount of debt you have is like, let's say 1,500, they're not gonna give you the house because you simply have too much debt to afford to have even more debt after buying a home. So basically, if the debt that you already have is 40% more then your total income, they're just not gonna give you the loan. It's that simple. They see everything that you do, like how long, like within the 30 days of your closing, they see how long you've been at your job, all the credit card payments that you make, what you still owe. Like even if you have student loans, like for me, I have a job now that pays for my schooling, but the first semester of college, I had to pay my way through. And for a while I was, like keeping up with it, paying for it myself. But there was one semester before I switched to a school that got paid for by my work where I had to get a student loan. So I have like a total of $900 in student loans. So it's not bad at all. But as we all know, you don't pay student loans until after you graduate with your degree. Like the payments don't start until six months after you graduate college. So I have not had to pay a dime on my student loans yet. But because it's under my name, obviously it popped up during closing. And so they have to like integrate what I would be paying in the future when those loans start up. And so I think they calculated, since my student loan is so low, they were like, you have to pay $5 a month after you graduate. So we have to incorporate that into your debt to income ratio. So that was included on top of my regular like car payment. Like basically the debt that I had was the car the small $5 fee for the student loan and then like a credit card. So I didn't have a lot, neither did Eli. But it's just something to keep in mind as well. Then there was something that popped up that was like, if you, so for us, since we were living with his parents, we had to basically get a paper from his parents, like have it signed saying that, no, we are not charging them for rent because they also take that into consideration. Like they'll ask you if you've ever rented before and how much you paid then. And so that kind of proves that you've made higher payments before and that you were on time and stuff. And they'll like double check with the renter and all those things. But since at that time we were living rent free, which we were so grateful for by the way, 
since we were living rent-free, they basically just needed proof that we were, like, we didn't have an additional payment to be making. Or, like, other financial obligations that we had to continue paying once we were in a house, that kind of thing. So, they might ask you to do that. And then the last thing that popped up when we were closing was having to pay the home insurance up front. Some of the insurance companies, they'll, like, want you to pay for a full year's worth of home insurance up front just so that they can make sure that they're getting their money like they want to they want to see that you got it like you can handle all these bills that you're about to endure and like they just want to make sure that they're getting paid for insuring your home and so they'll make you pay that like for a year in advance basically and then it it's but it didn't make a difference to us because it's after that one large payment for the year it's just integrated into our mortgage just like everybody else so that's another thing that I didn't know about was your mortgage payment, like the monthly payment, it's your mortgage, then it's your home insurance, then it's any HOA fees, and then it's like taxes. Some people can choose to pay their taxes at the very end of the year on their home, but the way we wanted to do it and the way that a lot of people do it is just have it integrated into your mortgage payment because one thing I would hate to happen is at the end of the year get a tax bill from the county saying you owe thousands of dollars on this house in taxes, I would rather just pay a smaller monthly thing integrated into our mortgage so that we don't even have to worry about it at the end of the year. So (sighs) trying to think if there was anything else that we didn't know about and like some tips and tricks for like buying a home. Basically the main part of all of this when you're buying a house in your early 20s and you're broke is Make sure you don't have hella debt. Make sure you have proof of income and make sure you have decent credit. Like they're willing to work with you. I think for a USDA, you can have like a 500 score, but obviously the higher, the better, the more they're willing to work with you and find a realtor that actually gives a shit about you. Otherwise it's harder, basically. Also, one very important thing to keep in mind is, like, don't let people bring you down. Like, just because you're 20, just because you're 21, like, just because you're a younger person does not mean you're, like, dumb and don't know what you're doing or don't know what you're getting into. Like, they provide a lot of education when you're buying a house and your age will not define your success. And that's the unpopular opinion today. Your age does not define your success Just because you're younger does not mean you are dumb. We're all learning the way of life around here. All right, next week, I think we're going to get Eli on here because he hasn't been on here in March, since March. So that'll be interesting. So tune in for that. I know you guys love hearing me talk about him every week. So (laughs) tune in for that and we'll see you next week. Okay, bye.